I want to thank you for tuning in to the Darren Sargent Show, the podcast where you get life advice from a single-handed perspective. Glad you've joined us. If you're listening via podcast, please subscribe, rate, submit a review. Let other people know about the Darren Sargent Show. But if you have found us now on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Darren Sargent Leadership, welcome. Please subscribe, smash that like button. Let us know what you think of the Darren Sargent Show. And in this episode today, we're going to be talking about expecting the best. So stay tuned. Don't leave. Keep listening. Keep watching right here on the Darren Sargent Show. Thanks for joining. Let's get started. In the year 1804, in the deep backwoods of what is now known as McCormick County in South Carolina, at a little crossroads, there was a town called Willington. And in this town, there were four men that got together one day and decided, you know what our town needs? Our town needs a church, and our children need a school. Now, Willington was a rough, undeveloped community of Scottish-Irish immigrants. They'd come from all over the place to this rugged backcountry that was still occupied by Indians. It was unsettled. It was dangerous. But even though they faced all of those challenges, they endeavored to start a church and a school. Now, they solicited the help of a preacher, a guy by the name of Dr. Moses Waddell, who moved to their primitive community, and he founded the Willington Presbyterian Church as well as, as, well as the Willington Academy, and he did so right there on the banks of the Savannah River. Now, Willington had not much to offer, but Waddell, who had been a native of North Carolina, had started several schools before, and he took on the challenge. And he had some strict demands and some expectations from his students. Waddell required that every student, every night, had to translate, memorize, and recite 250 lines of classical Greek or Latin. Now, regardless of their background, regardless where they came from, he required this same standard of excellence for each one of his students. He expected it. Now, the children in Willington were, were, were not the sons of some great rich people that were able to give them private tutors or have some individualized attention. No, these were rough and ready children that had come from the hard scrabble backwoods of Indian territory. But here's the kicker. If you were to leapfrog several years into the future, some of Waddell's students would surprise you. If you looked at a list, you would find included in that list that one of them had become a president. There were two vice presidents, three secretaries of states, three secretaries of war, one assistant secretary of war, one U.S. general attorney, minister to France, a minister to Spain, a minister to Russia, one Supreme Court justice, 11, I can't count that high, 11 governors, seven U.S. senators, 32 members of the U.S. House of Representatives, 22 judges, eight college presidents, 17 editors of newspapers or authors, five members of the Confederate Congress, two bishops, 
and three brigadier generals. Just in the presidential election of 1824 alone, three of the five candidates were his students from years gone by. And when the electoral college dust settled, the winning president and vice president were South Carolinians who had studied under Waddell, Andrew Jackson, and John C. Calhoun. At one time, history says five governors in a row were his students. Waddell got greatness from his students because Waddell expected greatness from his students. I'm afraid that in today's culture where there is this overwhelming settlement, sentiment, that's what the word I'm trying to find, sentiment that seems to be evident in everything. I'll never be disappointed if I never expect anything from myself or anyone else. It's probably something that we should examine about this thing about expectations in our life. Zig Ziglar said it this way, expect the best, prepare for the worst, and capitalize on what comes. Paul would even kind of jump into this fray in Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 5, where he says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. In other words, your innermost dialogue, it really matters. I've said this before, but I need to say it again. Your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Is your mind controlled by spirit-led expectation? Are you walking around saying, you know what? God's with me. God's for me. My life matters. I'm full of faith. I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm going to overcome. My family's going to be blessed. My marriage is going to be blessed. My children are going to be blessed. In fact, my dog's going to be blessed. Or is your mind dominated by a negative, critical attitude and sinful spirit? that says, you know what, I can't get anything done. I've got too many issues in my life. I've got too much on my plate. I can't get ahead. I'm going to go crazy. I can't get through this. I'm too overwhelmed. I'm not gifted. I'm not talented. I'm disabled, whatever it could be. If your life and my life moves in the direction of our strongest thoughts, which I believe it does, and if your innermost dialogue truly matters, what expectations are we setting up for ourselves? Are we excited about the direction that our thoughts are taking us? If you're not, then consider what Paul wrote in the 12th chapter of Romans. He says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing, watch this, by changing the way you think. That. That's pretty powerful to me. So much of life isn't about what happens to us. So much of life is what we're expecting life is going to bring to us. What you think and believe matters. Unhealthy, ungodly, unproductive expectations will keep your life from moving in the direction that God is wanting to take you. So what do you do? Well, you think the right thoughts, number one, 
and you expect things that are great from yourself as well as others. What are you expecting from those lives that God has placed in your path to influence and impact? What are you expecting even from yourself when you get up in the morning? Are you expecting it to be a good day or are you just ready to roll back over, hit the snooze button? Talked about that in a previous episode. I'll drop it, drop that in the show notes if I can find it. But don't, don't live life with low expectations. Live life believing and expecting the best. Because it's true, God has good things in store for you. He's got plans to prosper you. He's got plans to make you a great success. I know it's hard to believe that at times because of everything going on in our lives, but I've just simply dropped by to give you a very specific word. God's got good plans for you. So walk that way. Think that way. Talk that way. Live that way and expect the best. I want to thank you for listening here on the Darren Sargent Show. As I mentioned in the beginning, go to youtube.com forward slash at Darren Sargent Leadership and watch us on YouTube. Glad you've joined us. As always, visit us at darrensargent.com. Check us out on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, Darren Sargent Motivation. We're glad that you've joined us. Have an awesome day and expect the best to happen in you and through you, to you, and for others. God bless. Have a good one.